many years ago. I've been learning from her. She's really one of the most brave and talented women I know. And I can't imagine anybody could disagree with that statement. She has been blazing a trail and helping us to do better, deeper, more truthful, um, courageous work from the beginning. And um, it's so exciting to see how this work grows directly out of themes that you have been picking up since that long ago. So if, if you would be willing to give us a little bit of an exhibit to where that be fantastic. Sure. Sure. First, I want to thank, thank everyone for coming tonight. Um, I say this, I've said this many times, but I truly do believe that the Benell Street Gallery is it's the best gallery in Alaska. It really is. Not just the work that they show, but um, their programming is it's unparalleled. So I just want to give kudos to the Benell Street Board and to Asia and everybody um, engaged in this um, in this space. It's a really amazing space. So if you can support them, please support them. That's my little plug. But um, <clears throat> so, uh, as Asia mentioned, I've been, I, I can't even remember the first time I showed here. It's been a very long time ago, and it was, I was fresh out of graduate school and um, really dealing with the same kinds of um, issues and, um, and content. Um, back then, as I am now, I just think that maybe it's, it goes, it fluxes back and forth between something that's more obvious and other things that are more beneath the surface. And so this work is really new, um, and s the content is really difficult, and um, especially the piece over on the back wall here, Credible. And even though I've been thinking about this since 2005, um, the abuse of the Catholic Church in, in Alaska, not just in indigenous communities, Alaska Native communities, but all over. We've all been affected by this. And I'm, I do a lot of work about historical trauma um, and how it's carried on in generations and how multiple generations, um, it, it often takes multiple generations for healing to even begin to occur. Uh, occur. So um, that, along with this other very heavy piece here, which if, um, if you guys have a chance, please add your your voice um, to this piece. This has been in two different venues already. It just came from Whitehorse, and it'll continue to grow. It's about a loss in, from suicide, and um, you can write a message. You don't have to necessarily have ex you know had somebody super close to you, but I think within our state that um, everyone has been impacted by suicide, unless you're living in a bubble, really, in all honesty. So. Um, and thinking about, you know, these kinds of traumas that have been, um, you know, afflicted on our population for, I think the first account that is credible, a credible account of the Catholic Church, um, and they're policing their own people, which we can talk about that later, but, um, you know, I think from 1926 or 28 on, on these, um, on these, um, in the, within these communities. So <clears throat> when you begin to think about, like, people are like, well, why are all these indigenous people alcoholics? Why are they so abusive? Why is all these things happening? Well, everything was taken from them. You know, so 
and you begin to start to kind of even begin to think about that. It's like, it's just the tip of the iceberg. We know this is very small. There were 33 perpetrators in 36 cities. It's crazy. And some of these villages have 150 people and there's eight to 10 people listed on there that were afflicting abuses on their community for 40 years. So, um, I guess we could talk about this one. It's really not, I think it's pretty obvious. It's called Prick, Pink and White. It's got a, about 4,000 needles in that piece. It's it had a couple different um, lives. It was a sculpture originally. It was shown in Copenhagen and um, it's been um, transformed in this most recent wall piece. Uh, I'm really interested in social commentary. Um, Maybe somebody mentioned something about, you know, oh, this map draws me in, but then I realize what it is and it pushes me back. I'm really interested in that idea of bringing somebody close and saying something important and not necessarily saying it with words, it, having them experience it. So um, I think, you know, that looks like it could be a pretty <coughs> painting, but when you get close to it, there's all these needles there, and what does that mean? You know, um, uh, breaking the surface of this found bed sheet. So, if you have questions, please feel free. I know it's really heavy stuff, and um, if you want to know anything about whether it's content or material, or um, I'm happy to answer anything. Go ahead. So, I mean, one thing I noticed as I was going to do these is that the number of times. Uh, some of the priests were in several villages, so like one uh, who I knew personally as a friend uh, had been in like 15 villages, yes. so that effect was compounded. And I know that, you know, in the Catholic Church there was, there was a period of time when they were just moving people. If they had an issue, they would move them to another community and it would just go on and on. I don't know what the disciplinary behavior was by the church itself, but, but I saw that, you know, where they would move people. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I grew up in Nome, and we, we had, like, one main priest, but then we had all these satellite priests. It's like, it's like a nurse going to all the different villages yeah. or a doctor traveling around. So they would go and service three or four villages within a you know within the region and then come back to a hub community a lot of times and then we all know I mean there is it's not just you know Alaska that was super impacted by this but a lot of reservations in particular they were sent out to Indian country because our people didn't talk about that stuff you know in a, in a way in the way that and there it wasn't some rich person who could complain and then and then they would be moved on you know so a lot of times it was they were preyed upon you know I've heard stories of people in Mount Edgecombe like my aunt told me she goes we all knew that so-and-so was this and he would prey upon the people like in particular like he's like the ones that you know had been away for a longer time sometimes people like my mom spent four years at um, Skagway the pious Pious Point Mission School, and um, that school burnt down, which it should, but um, <laughs> maybe from the wrath of God, I don't 
know. But um, anyhow, there isn't Skagway isn't up there, and I know for a fact of multiple people who were abused within that mission school. You know, she spent four years. Because her mom had TVs, they never sent her back home because her mom was in the sanitarium, so she had to stay there, you know. So there's just so many, so many stories like that. So turning it back to the images themselves, I'm interested in how you could take an idea, which as Michael said, you know, sort of crops up the same thing, only different, you know, again mm -hmm. and again, and find like this interesting kind of community where you have slight but really minor shifts, like in scale, you know, and then in the way that you've placed this kind of scar-like, scab-like form, and if it would, I would love for you to talk a little bit about how you found that mark. Because that mark has sort of been emerging through the use of, yeah. what is it, is it thread or hair that's It's behind? a mixture of, it's both yeah. thread and hair. It's uh, yeah. multiple layers of, in particular, um, first cut thread and then cut hair, um, layered and layered and layered within this medium that I use, which is the synthetic skin, kind of representing like the human skin, the body. So the skin is covering these maps, which are from the USGS. They, we used to have this great USGS where I could just go and like pick through all the maps and now you have to go online and oh God, it's terrible. But um, so I, had, I spent a lot of time on the computer, which if anybody knows me, is not, that is like my least favorite thing to do. But, um, but I found these beautiful, some vintage maps and then some really recent maps. I was trying to attribute them to the dates, but there were so many dates. Some of these villages go from 1930 to 1985 that these things were happening. So um, my research is ongoing, so there's, you know, there's so much more to, to find. And I want to um, thank Kyle Hopkins, who has been doing some of these wonderful articles at the a um, ADN and with, um, what's it called? Pro yeah, ProPublica. Um, uh, these kind of unearthing, you know, these, these traumas. And he was very generous in sharing his information that he had found. And I, some of it matched. And then he found some other stuff that I couldn't find anywhere. So I was really thankful for that. But. Um, this is probably more on the surface and more obvious than anything I've done before. Most of the time, it's a lot really buried. Um, so it's really new for me. I'm not sure about it yet. But um, I'm happy to be showing it here and, um, and sharing it with you guys. So. Go ahead. And, and do the marks on the map represent where the villages were? Yes, yes, that's where the villages were, where the villages are. I think it's really interesting and full of integrity how you've used hair and thread, which are, you know, material substances that are near and dear. You know, yeah. I think both traditionally and just how you know something you do, you sew, you make earrings, you bead. That's something you were raised with, and so you are, you know, painting mm -hmm. with these these materials that are authentic for you. So I, Mark making I was also thinking about, um, I, I do this series called Tattoo, which mm -hmm. is a really older series, mm -hmm. but also scarification. Right. This kind of marks, in, you know, being impregnated into this medium mm -hmm. through stitch and through layer mm -hmm. and um, through history. I'm really interested in, you know, it starts down at the bottom, it continues to build up 
and um, it gets sometimes it's festering and sometimes it's quiet. Um, but then we need to puncture those things and let them go. We need to find a way to move on, and that's really what I'm interested in. Yeah. Um, and that's how I feel about this work over here too, is to bring the conversation forward and um, let people know that there, are, you know, that there's other people who are here that will, you know, that support them and. Yeah. Um, and that's the one thing that's lovely about Alaska is our community is is so supportive and um, you know we're all there for each other and that's mm -hmm. where you know that's where yeah. it should be that's why we live here. So mm -hmm. yeah, I just I guess I want to say that I feel particularly honored that Benel should be the place where you it's would share first, this. It's the first place. I mean, right after. <laughs> shows around the world now and um, you know to me it's it's particularly brave and strong for you to say okay you want a piece of me well this is what I'm making this is the truth. <laughs> you know? and I think that is really powerful many people who've been affected by this and um, I think um, that I mean I don't know what I want to happen I just want people to to not be afraid to speak up we've lost so many people this has resulted in this you know seriously um, and I think that People are ashamed, but they shouldn't be because it wasn't—it was beyond their control. And they, you know, that's—I there isn't any one thing that I think. Of course, we want to, you know, make it all better. It's going to take a long, long time. It's going to take a very long time. It's not going to happen in my lifetime. The, we will never know how many people were affected by that. You know. So I mean, I don't know. In in the perfect world, I would love for everybody to, you know, be able to heal and, and um, move on from this, but it's such a deep, deep wound, it's, it's hard to know. Yeah. Go ahead. Our state, like, consistently has the highest rates of TB in the nation every year. Mm -hmm. It's like us in Hawaii kind of competing for yeah. number one, and you can kind of pick your favorite kind of social issue, Yeah. and we're number one in a lot of them. And it's like our Alaska Native folks that are disproportionately impacted. And I think from a healthcare perspective, some people are finally kind of getting that it's a little bit more complex than just like a mycobacterium or a bacteria. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious, are folks like reaching out to you yet in order to kind of help others connect the dots between historical intergenerational trauma and disproportionately high rates of infection? like? TB? You know, not in specifically to like disease, really, but at least within my own family, which is, I had to import my husband because, you know, I'm related to everybody here. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, like six degrees of separation, but um, I feel like just within, you know, this 
community that I know. Like, my uncle, two weeks ago, he admitted, like, he finally was able to say, why isn't Skagway on here, you know? Wow. Seriously. What'd you, you know? say to that? What could I say? <laughs> well, I told him he said people had been hounding him. Yeah. And he couldn't, he wasn't ready to talk about it. Wow. Yeah. And, and now he kind of is. But at the same time, it's nobody else's business. So it's this kind of hard, really hard, hard thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I told him, I said, you know, I'm so proud of you. My sister Allison was there. She's mm -hmm. a traditional healer and a doctor. And it was really beautiful. But at the same time, he's, he's like... It should be there. I mean, I could, I mean, I won't even go there, but seriously, it's, you know, he, and I said, it's probably because uncle, like you, many people couldn't talk about it, and that's why Skateway isn't on it. You know? Yeah. But you created so, a space, obviously, through this work. Yeah. Before it so, brought it up. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm just, it's very new, so, you know, I'm not going out and, like, meeting with people it's just something that happens kind of gradually and um and hopefully people will be able to feel like they can um, find a, a place where they feel safe to talk about these these things go ahead is um your suicide focused primarily the extension of all no. of this okay because it's of course no, it's, it's, it's yeah this is been going on for many, many, for a long, long time. But um, I've done this series in many different iterations, both 2D, 3D, largest scale installation, because um, it's something that's definitely affected our family. So, it, you know, it first started with, you know, some family members who had committed suicide, my mom's three brothers and <coughs> three cousins, and now it's five cousins, mm -hmm. you know. And um, it's so impactful, and it touches so many people. Part of the part of the the piece itself is that the shadows overlap; they touch each other. They touch, you know, it. It's it's not just one person we're losing every time that happens. You know, it affects. It's a it's like a ripple effect. So, but it, you know. Well, I know like that's like this. Vietnam, you know, like I think, I don't, I don't know if I wrote that in my statement, but mm -hmm. like, you know, there's many different, there's so many things that can, you know, that make someone take, take their life, you know, and it's not just that, so, yeah. Loss of empowerment, loss of identity, um, you know, there's just so many things that can, Any other questions? I just, you know, I really want to thank you, you know, for this work. I think it's so important because I think that um, these traumatic things, these traumatic instances in our communities become, in a way, like this adjacent part of our culture, you know, and the fact that you're gathering this data and you're sourcing it, you know, that's being self-reported from the Catholic Church, and you have our own people now saying, well, why isn't Skagway there? Mm -hmm. That's us gathering our own data yeah. and like empowering us because all of that has been gathered from the settler colonizer perspective, mm -hmm. you know, with the benefit and the power <laughs> all still in their hands. So mm -hmm. I just really appreciate this. Thank you. 
<laughs> I feel like we need to do something, like burn some sage or something. <laughs> Sonia Kelleher comes September 6, 2019.